You're listening to All Talk with Hello Sport on SEN. This week, our guest is Canberra Raiders legend, Jared Croker. How was, uh, how was Big Ricky in the week leading up? Like, I don't know Ricky personally, but I like to think that he gives some of the great rev-up speeches of all time. Is that accurate? He's pretty um, intense about it all. First thing he said, there's going to be a lot of media, there's going to be a lot of publicity. Everyone's going to be excited. It's going to be a big crowd. You know, if you can't handle it, don't play pretty much. He's um, <laughs> he's, he's all about, you know, if, if you're going to go well and play in big games and that, you've got to learn to handle them and that's so uh, – he spoke about that really well, and unfortunately, we did do it. But um, <laughs> yeah, he was really good. He, he was he was quite emotional about it all. Um, we've obviously had a fair relationship for a while, so he um, yeah he he was pretty excited as well. He seems like quite an intense character. Like he seems like quite a like straight up and down fella, but he seems quite intense. Yeah, he is. Um, but he's also very chilled out at the same time. It's hard to you know, get hard to describe him when you don't see him day in, day out. For us, we see him through the week and he's just chilled out. More often than not, he's chipping chasing a training and letting the other coaches do their thing and you know, he's very, very chilled out and he does what he needs to in a video session and he lets the other coaches do what they need to. Um, and then just chimes in and he, he builds up towards game day and some big games there, some of his speeches and pre-game speeches mate i um even if i'm not playing i feel like putting a jersey on he's he's pretty good at it and when you see him on the sideline that's exactly what he's like in the box and around the whole game he's very intense <laughs> i get worried about him sometimes they're sitting in the box with him but um that's just how he is mate and that's why camera loves him would you say his coaching style is less hands-on or like, is he like more like man motivatory than tactical yeah for sure he's got a good staff around him obviously Mike mcguire there now is um, we've just t- seen him take up his 15th coaching job. I was about to he's say, got- <laughs> I forgot Madge was there. I'm like, where else? Where is he not coaching? He's got three gigs. Oh, yeah, there's no lack of intensity in the joint anyway. Um, <laughs> but he, he, mate, Madge has just he got three gigs and he can keep doing it. He just absolutely loves footy, mate. He's such a good bloke, but he just loves footy. You know, he's obviously very tactical. And, and Michael Crawley as well has been a long time. And um, Justin Giddo is another one. He coached our reserve grade side. Um, and does a really good job with the attack, and he's a, he's that sort of young bit of flair, bit of flamboyance with our mm. um, attack. And Stick lets them do all his thing, and, and he just chimes in when he feels he needs to. Is he coward? Does it work in the sense that like Ricky's got like a an overall goal or like an ethos or like a way he wants the team to play, and then he just sends it off? Or like, can you ever? Does the message ever get sort of confusing or diluted if you've got like well, a bunch of different coaches? No, nah, not really. He's very good at, like you said, just getting the message across what how he wants the, the coach as the coach. Mm. And, and then they run with it their way. And, and if he feels like he needs to chime in throughout the week or in a video session or something, he'll just stand up and do it. So And everyone listens when he does that. He's, he's pretty good at what he does. And having someone there like Madge, who's um, very similar, but probably um, got a fair bit more detail and probably just loves footy more than anyone. Yeah, they work really well together. And like I said, that balance with Gitz here as well, um, it's pretty good. Is he a Gitto of Gitto family fame, Gitto? He's Matt Gitto's brother, yeah. There you yeah. go. There what's you what's go. his name again? Justin Gitto. Justin Gitto. I was going to yeah, say, you legend. don't hear a whole legend. lot of Gitto's getting around. No, and you know that Matt nah, Gitto's pretty rare name. Stock, yeah. Like, yeah. Or that area anyway. Yeah, yeah Queen Man. Ronnie, Ronnie Gitto's our old man. Played for the Raiders. So. Ah, okay. Yeah, pretty good go. family. Yeah. yeah. Proud, proud stock. Canberra stock. Love yes. that. This is all talk. On SEN, we're Hello Sport, and today we're talking to 300 gamer Jared Croker. Now, Jared, mate, how was the how was the feeling with the way the the season ended? Obviously, 
not ideal. I'm sure you wanted to go into glory, essentially. But can you sort of surmise how you how you reckon the season went, your final season? Yeah, look, I'd, for me personally, I was looking back, like I said, I've already touched on all the stuff with the 300th and, and the way that, you know, I probably thought I wouldn't play first grade again at the start of this year. So mm. to get that out personally, I was pretty happy. But I thought as a club, you know, we, we copped a lot of criticism the whole year. But, you know, from whenever, whatever, around seven, eight it was, we weren't outside the eight until we got finished at the end of the season. I think we got underestimated a lot. I think we were tough and we weren't ugly and we didn't win a game by more than 10 or 12 points and we probably should have won a lot of them by that. But we just, we let them in, let, them, let teams back in, but we didn't uh, let them pass us. So, mate, I think we, um, you know, we can take a lot out of that because a lot of teams wouldn't have had us there and especially after... I think we lost the first four or five games. Um, a lot of teams wouldn't have cared. A lot, a lot of other people wouldn't have thought twice about us. So we're in that eight, the eight, the whole year. And um, like I said, we probably weren't pretty at, at very many stages, but we were tough as buggery. And I know what sort of team I'd rather play with, but obviously we were disappointed to, to go out the way we did. You know, and even that game, we Newcastle and Newcastle, they were absolutely airborne and we took them to Golden Point and went out swinging. So I'm sure if, you know, our loyal fans are pretty proud of that. And like I said, it was a tough way to finish, especially with, you know, a couple of boys leaving, with Jack Owen, Matty Frawley and guys like that as well. And it, was, it was a disappointing end. But I think overall we can be pretty proud of our season. And teams want to win comps and clubs want to win comps. But you look at teams that haven't played in the finals for so long and I think we've played in four of the last five. And we missed out on the one we missed out. We were in the bubble. I think we needed to be the Roosters in the last game to make the eight. So we, you know, we beasted off it. Yeah. So you know, overall, like I said, everyone wants to win comps, and that'd be nice. I thought it was a pretty strong effort. You guys, uh, you sort of touched on it before, but like, I don't know if you guys won a single game by thirteen plus, like all year. Like they were all tight as. Right, it was one, one to twelve, one Not to twelve, one. one to twelve, and then you know. Thomas Gold, if you're a one to twelve backer. <laughs> well, I know, which I'm. I'm more a thirteen plus man myself. <laughs> I'd rather um, be winning thirteen plus. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. What do you put that down to, though? Like it was, it was sort of uncanny every single game. Like, and even when you lost, you didn't. Most of them, you weren't really. You didn't get pumped. It's a strange one. A lot of them too. We will probably look like we we're going to win by twenty or thirty, mm. and then we'd get up by 10, 12, 18, 16 or something, and then. Look like we're about to go on a run, and then we'd cough up or do something, something that some, everyone would probably look and go, "What's he f- doing?" We had a lot of them, <laughs> myself included, <laughs> and um, and just give them a sniff, and they'd get back in, and then then with the back end of the game, the 10, 15 minutes, we're going, f- "We just got hanging on me, boys, <laughs> hanging in here," and, and we did it a lot, which you know, which is builds good camaraderie and, and, and mateship and that. So it's you, know, you look at it a few ways. I like to look at the positives, but we um, we made it tough and that was a lot of the time. <laughs> well, you'd probably prefer that because, correct me if I'm wrong, a few seasons ago, wasn't there a situation where you just kept losing tight games like yeah. constantly? We did, yeah. We had a couple of years a while back where it was like that and there's a team this year, I can't remember, I think it was even Parramatta early in the year. I think they'd lost like four or five games by um, – like two to four points or something mm. stupid, and they they just miss the eight as well. So you can look at it two ways, and you can scrape in and just keep chipping away, or play well and get beaten. So I know what I'd rather do. Uh-huh. Were they fun video sessions when you just kept losing tight games? Oh mate, there's not many fun ones to be honest. I don't enjoy many of them, but yeah, I, I remember some of the ways we lost them too. Like we'd have the ball with a minute to go. I remember a game at Penrith. Uh, we played Penrith at Bathurst. Sorry, I think we were up by fourteen with like four to go or something stupid and. <laughs> They scored three tries in four minutes and they looked at each other and how the f- 
did we lose that? <laughs> and there was a couple of them over the years. We just, I'm sure everyone goes through those moments where you're just like, what just happened then? And we probably won a few of them two in our time, but um, certainly been on the wrong end of them.